are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I'm sure that some of you, when I gave you the scripture reference this morning, you had a thought in your mind, why are we reading the Christmas story again? I mean, Christmas is past, doesn't he know that? We've just heard Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 1 for the last month. Doesn't he know that Christmas is over? He needs to wait until next December to preach this message. Well, You know, I'm like some of you. I'm trying to get ahead of the game. It's 360 days until Christmas, and I see some of you already have decorations up. And so you're planning ahead. You're anticipating that it's going to come. And so I'm getting ahead of the game. I, I, I have a message from a Christmas text. But you know, the problem with a Christmas text is that too many times we only read it at Christmas. We neglect it the rest of the year. We feel that perhaps there's not a message for us except at the Christmas season. But I noticed something this year as I was reading the Christmas story and studying from Luke chapter number two and chapter number one and Matthew chapter number one, I I noticed something that occurs which is a repeated event. It happens in fact four times In the Christmas story as told in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapters 1 and 2, as we look at the events surrounding that first Christmas, there's something that takes place on four different occasions. And and though it's very different in circumstance and situation, it's almost exactly the same every time it occurs. On four different occasions, there is an angel that appears message for someone. In Matthew, it's Joseph. In Luke chapter 1, he'll appear to a man by the name of Zacharias. Again, he is the father of John the Baptist. And and then again, in Luke chapter number 1, an angel will appear to Mary, the mother of the Christ child. And then in Luke chapter number 2, this very familiar passage of scripture that we've read this morning, the shepherds are there in the fields watching their flock and an angel appears from heaven with a message for them. Now, I don't know about you, but that already has my interest. That already has me uh, having my ears, as it were, attuned because if anybody needs a message from heaven, I need a message from heaven. If anybody needs to hear from God, I want to hear from God this morning. And I find something very interesting as as this angel appears in these different occasions to to Joseph in Matthew 1 and to Zacharias and to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and to the shepherds in Luke chapter number 2, the angel always begins the message in the same way. Every time the angel says, fear not. Can I say to you this morning, we're about to launch out into a brand new year. None of us know what 2019 holds for us. We hope that there'll be many joys and and many thrills and many blessings, and I'm sure that there will. 
But we don't know, I'm sure, 2019 for some aches and tears and burdens. But that message from heaven this morning is fear not. Fear not. I want us this morning to consider these different angelic messages and see what God has to say to us. Let's look at them in the order that they appear in the canon of Scripture, not necessarily the chronological order, but let's go back to Matthew chapter number one and read about the visit of the angel to Joseph. While you're turning there, I'll begin to read Matthew chapter one and verse number 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to put yourself for a few moments in Joseph's situation. Let's put ourselves in Joseph's shoes and experience what he's experiencing. Can I say to you that Joseph is in an unexpected situation? He has been engaged, as it were, we would use our modern terminology, He's been engaged to this wonderful young lady by the name of Mary. They have pledged their love to one another. They are counting off the days on the calendar until their wedding date. And all of a sudden, news comes to Joseph that Mary is with child. This is not what Joseph expected. This is not what he was planning on. Joseph had different plans. Joseph had different dreams and and now it seems that all those dreams have been turned upside down. It seems that all his hopes have been crushed. He's put his faith in Mary, he's put his trust in her, and now word has come that Mary is going to have a baby. Joseph knows that it's not his child. This is an unexpected situation. Can I say to you, I think we would all agree that this is an uncomfortable situation. Now what does Joseph do? Joseph has to make some choices. This is not the way he had planned it. It's, it's awkward for him. How does he talk to Mary about this situation? How does he uh, speak to her about this? And, and what are other people saying as they look at him and, and they jump to their conclusions about what has transpired? And by the way, in Joseph's mind, this is an unfixable situation. How do you undo what has already been done? How do you erase something as momentous as this that, that the girl to whom you have pledged your love and, and you have been faithful and you have been true and now word comes that she is expecting a child? How do you fix that situation? And can I say this morning, that Joseph is an unsettled man. He is an unsettled one. His mind is all topsy-turvy. His, his heart is turned upside down. It seems like, 
Uh, there is no way out. There is no answer for a situation. Then all of a sudden, a message comes from heaven and says, Joseph, fear not. Can I say this? The message for those who are unsettled this morning, and perhaps that's you. Perhaps in 2018, some situation has arisen. Some difficulty has come. It was unexpected. You had not planned on it working out this way. Perhaps it has made you very uncomfortable because you're not really sure how to approach it. You're not really sure how to answer it. You're not exactly sure how you should respond. And in your mind, it is an unfixable situation. There's no way we can run the clock backward and undo what has taken place. There is no answer. There is no hope. The message from heaven for the unsettled one is fear not. God knows your situation. Can I say God knew the situation that Joseph was in? God knew all about it. God knew more about it than Joseph knew about it. And God had the answer. And I want to say this morning, dear friend, God knows your situation. God knows more about it than you know about it. And right now your heart is upset. Right now your mind is turned upside down. Right now you're wondering what to do and you're trying to make a decision. You're trying to lay some plans. You're trying to discover the answer. Can I say just hold on? God has the answer on the way. If you will trust him, if you will rest in him, you can fear not because God has it all under control. I, I, I noticed not only does the angel appear to the unsettled one, this man by the name of Joseph, and tell him, fear not, God knows your situation. But I notice over in the Gospel of Luke, chapter number one, Luke chapter number one, we read about another man. By the way, Luke chapter one and chapter two are two of the most phenomenal chapters in the entire word of God. If you were to go through it sometime, I like the way the, the Bible introduces Luke chapter number three. Just notice this very quickly. Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip tetrarch of Eritua in the region of Trinicus and Licinius the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being the high priest. Do you notice all those people of world renown? There are seven of them mentioned in the opening one and a half verses of Luke chapter number three. These are people that uh, made great marks on the pages of history. These are people whose names and whose feats, whose records are written down for men to behold and men to uh, marvel at, but God gives them one and a half verses. In Luke chapter one and chapter two, you'll find there are also seven people who are of spiritual renown. You'll find men and women such as Zacharias and Elizabeth and John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph and Simeon and Anna. And to those that the world says, we don't even know who these people are. We're not interested in these people. God gives 132 verses to talk about them. Can I tell you, it all depends on what perspective you're looking at things. 
The world may look at people and they may write a lot and they may think it's very impressive, but it doesn't impress God much. But God looks around and he finds some humble men and women who just love him and stay in his word and want to follow him and serve him and live for him. And God says, that's the folks I'm interested in. That's the ones I want to write down what they're doing. That's the ones who make a record that will matter in eternity. And in Luke chapter number one, we read of one of those men, this man by the name of Zacharias. Notice with me, if you will, in verse number 13. Well, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to verse number five because I want you to get the setting. Luke chapter one, verse number five, there was in the days of Judea, uh, days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias or the course of Abiah. His wife was his daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they, were, uh, they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, Thou shalt call his name John. Zacharias and Elizabeth are some of the most fascinating people found in the pages of Scripture. They are godly people. The Bible tells us very clearly they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. It'd be hard to find people of higher character and, and higher standing in the eyes of God than Zacharias and Elizabeth. However, there was a problem. They had no child. They had prayed, they had prayed, they had prayed and prayed and prayed. I'm sure they had prayed week after week, month after month, year after year, and now the problem is the Bible says that they are both well now stricken in years. And they, it seems that God has ignored their prayer. It seems that there is no answer. It seems that there is no hope. You see, this prayer, it was a difficult prayer. After all, when you're old and well-stricken in years, it's not very likely that you're gonna have a child, especially when the Bible describes the mother as being barren. By the way, the answer has been delayed. They prayed year after year after year after year and no child has come to light. But I want to tell you there is an answer that is divine in this passage. God says to Zacharias through the angel, thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Oh, to Joseph, the unsettled one, God says, fear not, your situation is known. And to Zacharias, the unbelieving one, God says, fear not, your supplication is heard. I wanna say to you this morning, there are folks here and maybe you've been praying for month after month after month. 
Maybe you've prayed for year after year after year. Maybe there's some situation in your life. Maybe it's a son or a daughter who's gone astray. Maybe it's some physical infirmity that you're facing. Maybe it's some situation in your home that you're not exactly sure how to remedy. Maybe it's a friend who's going through a trial and you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed and it seems that the answer has been delayed. In fact, it may even seem that the answer has been denied and most certainly the answer is difficult. But I wanna tell you this morning, the answer from heaven is fear not. Your supplication is heard. Just keep on praying till light breaks through. The Lord will answer, will answer you. Believe his promise, his word is true. Just keep on praying till light breaks through. I wanna say this year, when we come into uh, 2019, 2019, there are gonna be some difficult situations that we must face. There's gonna be some burdens that we must bear. There are gonna be times that we pray and it seems like heaven is brass and it seems like God is not listening. But remember, fear not, your supplication is heard. To the unsettled one, the message is fear not, your situation is known. To the unbelieving one, fear not, your supplication is heard. But I notice in verse number uh, 26 of this chapter, we find another angelic visit about to make its appearance. Verse number 26, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. She cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Oh, I could say this morning, if Joseph is the unsettled one, if Zacharias is the unbelieving one, then I would say Mary is the unlikely one. Oh, she's an unlikely one to all the citizens of Israel. It's that the angel has chosen to make a visit to what we would consider a little peasant girl. A, a, a young lady who perhaps is in her mid to late teenage years not one who has made a great mark on history, not one who perhaps has been highly educated and officially trained in manners and pursuits, not one of what the world would say great ability, but it's to this one, this unlikely one, that the message comes, your service is desired. Oh, can I say this morning, you may be here this morning and you say, well, you know, I know that 2019 our theme is serving the Lord, but there's nothing I could do. I don't have a Bible college training. I, I haven't graduated. I don't know this and I don't know that and I don't have the ability to sing and I don't have a great personality. Can I say to you, the unlikely ones are exactly the ones whose service God desires. Because can I say to you, when God chooses the unlikely ones, and uses them and accomplishes something great, 
then God gets the glory for what has been accomplished. Because the answer is it wasn't that person because they're so unlikely, they're so unskilled, they're so unable, they have no real gifts, they have no real talents. I know it couldn't have been them, it must have been God. And can I say this morning that as we enter the year 2019, God is looking all over this room for some unlikely individuals in the eyes of the world. And God desires you to serve him with your life in some way. There may be a young man in here this morning who you would say, I'm so shy, I can't stand up in front of people. There's no way I could get up and talk like you do. Can I say this morning, God may be putting his finger upon your heart and calling you to preach the word of God. There may be some person in here this morning and you're just almost frightened to leave your home. I mean, you're scared of everything. You're fearful of anything that happens and God may be putting his finger upon your heart and saying, I want you to go across the world and be a missionary on a foreign field. You say, I couldn't do that. Oh, that makes you very likely to be the one that God calls because God is looking for the unlikely ones. He desires your service. To Mary, it was, I mean, Mary, she acknowledged her disability. Notice what she said. She said uh, there in verse number 34, she said, how shall this be seen? I know not a man. Mary said there, there is no earthly way that this can be real. There is no earthly possibility that I could be a mother because I am a virgin. I have never known a man in an intimate fashion. And by the way, she is exactly right. There was no earthly way it could happen. But I want to tell you, there was a heavenly way it could happen. And you may be sitting in your seat this morning saying, there is no earthly way I could do something for God. There is no earthly way I could be used. Oh, you're exactly right. There's no earthly way, but there is a heavenly way. And if you will yield yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit, he can do in you and through you and with you what you never dreamed would be possible if you would yield yourself to him. You see, Mary just simply accepted the responsibility. I notice in verse number 38, here was her response. She said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Oh, this morning, what we need all over this room is when the invitation is given is for people, men, women, boys, and girls just to say, God, you burdened my heart to serve you in some way. Lord, I don't see any earthly way I could do it, but however it is, I just wanna say, Lord, whatever you want, that's what I want in my life. Lord, here am I, use me. Here am I, send me. Lord, I surrender myself this morning. Be it unto me according to thy word. God, I didn't seek this out, I didn't choose it, but you chose it for me, and I'm just volunteering myself. I'm saying, Lord, here am I, use me. That's what God wants this morning. Can I say to the unsettled one, fear not, your situation is known. To the unbelieving one, fear not, your supplication is heard. To the unlikely one, fear not, your service is desired. We finally make our way back to our text, to these shepherds. The Bible says in verse number 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Can I say this morning to the unredeemed one, fear not, a Savior has been provided. 
You may be here this morning and you're about to enter a new year and you do not have the assurance in your heart that heaven is your home. You've tried to live a good life. You've tried to be a good person. Or maybe on the other hand, you haven't really tried to be a good person. Can I say it doesn't matter whether you're good in the eyes of the world or bad in the eyes of the world. We all are in a common state for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God's mark is absolute perfection and only those who are absolutely perfect can of their own merit enter into heaven and that means everyone in this room this morning has been disqualified for none of us are perfect. There is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible tells us that there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Isaiah said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. We're all on the outside looking in. But oh, I'm so glad that when we were on the outside looking in, God on the inside looked out and had compassion. God loved men, women, boys, and girls so much that he sent his only begotten son. That's the story of Christmas. He wrapped him in a robe of flesh, laid him in a manger, the first Christmas gift ever given, and tied him up in those swaddling clothes and put a tag on him and said to whosoever will, if you will simply believe, you can be saved. Christ gave himself to be the one sacrifice for sin forever. And there is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. If we were to go back to the book of Exodus and read about that first Passover in Exodus chapter number 12, it's very interesting the progression that's laid out. The Bible says that you shall take a lamb. And then in the next verse it says you shall put the lamb up. And then it says you shall kill your lamb. You see, there is a Savior. His name is Jesus. And by the way, he is the Savior, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The question this morning is, is he your Savior? Has there been an hour and a day when you simply cast aside everything else and said, forsaking everything else, I'm trusting Jesus and Jesus alone. His finished work on the cross of Calvary, I'm putting my faith in what Christ did for me to atone for my sin and open up the way to heaven. If not, the good news is you don't have to be afraid. There has been a Savior provided, and he'll save you today if you will trust in him. With our heads bowed and eyes closed as we stand to our feet. Are you unsettled this morning? There are situations and circumstances in your life that has caused you apprehension. Fear not. God knows your situation. This morning, are you troubled because there's a prayer that seems not to be answered? Are you anxious about what tomorrow will bring? Fear not. O unbelieving one, your supplication has been heard and at the right time, in the right place, God will answer your prayer. 
Dear friend, are you the unlikely one this morning? You say, I would love to serve God, but I don't think God could use me. Oh, can I say your service is desired? Why don't you come and surrender this morning? And if you're unredeemed, God wants to save you. There has been a Savior provided. Come and trust Him today. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.